it's Sheila Renee, and this is No Worries Before 30s. I'm your host, Sheila Renee, and on this podcast, we talk about all things to do before turning the big 3-0. Today, I have my two BFFs since high school joining me, Anna and Isis. Say hey, y'all. What up? Hey, hey, hey. So we have been BFF since high school, but we have very, very different opinions when it comes to dating, love, marriage, and entanglements, maybe. So definitely tune in to see how me and my BFF answer these questions about marriage values and dating and relationships, situationships, sex, SCX, and everything else in between. So without further ado, what's up, y'all? All right, let me go ahead and introduce myself. Um, I'm Anastasia <laughs> Bevin, aka The Esquire, aka The 2020 Podcast, aka Artist Manager to the Stars, aka IP Attorney and Data Privacy Attorney to the Stars, aka Dusty <laughs> Negroes. Please do not talk to me. It's me, Anastasia. What's up? <laughs> I was not prepared for I that. I thought about this literally all day. <laughs> not wow. sure how you're going to top that. I do. I've got notes. I'm like, yes. What are all my AKAs? Yes. Let me get it together so the people know. You got to let, gotta let people know who you are. All right. AKA no broke Negroes. Speak to her. AKA attorney. Got facts, it. Noted. Facts, facts, facts. Get on my level. Correct. Correct. Yes. Okay. Well, uh. I'm going to introduce myself, Miss Isis Perez Lugo, with the hyphen in the middle, because I'm Puerto Rican. So, a.k.a. (laughs) Miss uh, Aspiring Piano Player, a.k.a. Miss M.S.E.S. at the end. Yeah, that's right. I got that master's. So, a.k.a. um, (laughs) Go Pop Enthusiast, a.k.a. um, You know, on this channel with sheila here today AKA she will flip on you in a heartbeat because she is puerto rican <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> awesome now that we know oh, your full government was... name thank you for that <laughs> um i'm just a simple person it's just sheila renee that's all you need to know oh so we we're not going with their full names because you know I am also Isis Candela on all the socials. I, yeah, I cop that yeah, on all the socials. Yeah, tell the people where to follow you at. Yeah, I'm on social media. Y'all can't follow me. My social media is private, family, mm. friends only. But we'll see. But if you notice, Isis Candela is a play on words. So, you know, it's kind of like... Uh, so, let's get into it. Like, what are your love and relationship goals before 30? What does that mean to you? Do you have any set goals? I can only speak for myself. And I know that um, dating in this pandemic is unlikely and improbable and kind of unwanted. But um, (laughs) I've always been open to dating and I've never been a serial relationship kind of person, unlike Miss Sheila Renee. So wow. okay, speak on your own self, sis. Thank Sheila you. has never not been in a relationship. <laughs> I've been the serial single friend. Um, mostly intentionally, but you know, we'll see what happens. Are you saying you you said you don't want to date? Like it's unwelcome? 
No, no, I said in the pandemic right now, you know, it's like unlikely this is and improbable. Okay, so Anna, <laughs> you feel like it is the best time to date. Tell us about that. Why do you feel like this is the best time to date? Honestly, during because... a pandemic, when you need to be socially <laughs> distanced, six feet away. Listen, listen, I think it's the best time because it slows people down. Um, like before in the dating scene, the dating scene a lot of times crashes and coincides with the social scene. And so, especially in the 20s, the social scene is a lot of partying and drinking and all that good stuff. So you're not really slowing down to focus on actually finding somebody and focus on getting to really know people. Like your 20s, it's super fast. It's like, where are we going this weekend? Where are we going next weekend? But now that you your options are limited, you're actually talking to people more because you're at home. You're like actually having text conversations. And if you do trust that person enough to meet them or whatever and go outside and do whatever as a date whatever that looks like in the quarantine I think you have a better basis of who each other is because you don't have all those other social distractions okay and and it gets rid of the whole uh one and done I just want to have sex and that's it because honestly who's reckless enough to just be having sex with random people these days so at least for me it works because it weeds out the <laughs> that option of guys entirely who are immature people but you know well let's not you know let's not be a little sexist right here because there's plenty of men and women that need that fix now i'm not saying i'm one of them clearly not but i mean there but are it, people in many situations that always like go for that, that no true. matter what and that is, is happening true. in the world but to me that's a benefit to me because that weeds them out too <laughs> because it's like now you see on the least on the from my experience on the dating apps you see people who are more interested in getting to know you not just wanting to say okay come over obviously you still have those people who are just like all right let's netflix and chill but that's reckless and to me if you that's what you asking for during the pandemic it's an automatic no because you don't have any type of foresight <laughs> you Hold don't up. have any can type i interrupt of, that netflix yeah. and chill i haven't heard that since 2014 so People We're are still, still using Netflix and chill. People are still I Netflix, Netflix and chill. And chill <laughs> wow. But I just literally chill. You're also <laughs> married. So. So, exactly. So that that really means we're about to chill and be asleep and fall asleep on this movie. So. Yeah, I'm just saying in general, it, the pandemic has whittled down the, the games a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Now, Anna, we didn't get to hear your answer earlier, but what are your relationship goals as it relates to love before you turn 30? What does that look like for you? I honestly um, let go of that mentality. Um, I probably let go of that mentality like last year or the year before I last like before then I was a very this is my before 30 I need to have children and get married and blah blah, blah. but I, it doesn't honestly it, it just doesn't make any realistic sense to set that expectation on yourself because you generally don't know and then I, that's also how you get yourself into a situation where you're so desperate to meet these goals of yourself because that's what you think is expected of you as a woman before 30 and we place these weird expectations on ourselves that we don't actually find genuine relationships that we should be in we more so 
do a lot more compromising because we put it pitted ourselves against a clock um so really i guess my relationship goals are more internal for myself um because you know as you approach 30 you hopefully at that point had at least one or two serious relationships and so from that I've been really focusing on okay why did this not work how did I contribute to it what could I do better to make myself you know a better partner for me first and foremost how can I be better to myself and then through that then you know would facilitate healthier other relationships but that's really my focus not so I need to have a man and be married that would be great but I mean the before 30 thing I'm also and I think a lot of that pressure has also been biology right women are like oh well if we don't have kids soon so that kind of influences why we feel like we have to get married by 30 and we have to have this by 30 but I'm an attorney so if I want to have kids I'll just just have kids (laughs) it's not (laughs) it's what it is (laughs) so I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I'm just going to accept well, whoever comes my way and it's not a good match just because I have this unrealistic expectation. So to answer your question, my relationship goals before 30, Oof. which is, uh, you know, soon, <laughs> but not too soon, is <laughs> to love myself more, to love myself more. And loving yourself more trickles down into how you relation, you have relationships and associate with other people. I think that's a good point. You hit on some things that were very important to me. I guess in my early 20s, like I also had this goal. It was actually a goal before 30. I was thinking when I was little, little that by 25, I'm going to be married, have the two kids and a house, two car garage, no dogs, because y'all know I hate animals, but just a full, (laughs) full American dream. And part of that also comes, I think, from like family and watching my family. Like sometimes when I talk to my mom, she's like, when I was your age, I had two kids in a house and you were like 10 and blah, blah, yep. blah, blah, like had a yep. whole full yep. adult life experience. And meanwhile, I'm like, who do I call the doctors? When do I, who do I call? <laughs> I'm having an issue. Like, who's going to help me? Like, I don't feel like fully prepared to be a full on parent. I mean, I know that's different from being married, but sometimes that comes with it. So yeah, it's like a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves. And I think also it could be due to biological, you know, clock as well. So that yeah, part sucks. I mean, but Janet Jackson mom, had a baby at 50, right? And that's what I'm saying. At this point, Possible. it's just about the money. It's just about the money. If you have the money, you can have the things that you want to have. And so, like, I figure work on myself, collect a couple of bags. And at the end of the day, if I, if we've hit 35, which I guess is the magic number now, and there's still <laughs> no healthy, substantive, sustainable relationship inside, I do want to have kids. I will just have kids. <laughs> Whoa. And that's just how we're going to go with that. But yeah, I feel you. My mom and my parents um, had a whole family at like 18 and 19 years old, married and kids. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I can't imagine having a child right now, let alone having, I think by 30, my mom had um, me and my sister at least. And then I think my brother came along a year or two like 31 or 32 and I'm like that's that's a lot they had a mortgage by 30 well, that's the, I mean that's the thing most people don't plan it it just happens and they 
figure it out. Well, my I mom like- was also what similar to Sheila and I in high school. There, she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna." That was what her one important big goals was. I'm gonna be married and have kids. That's what I want to do, and she did it. Ooh, good for her. Achieve those goals. Yeah, she said, "This is what I want," and boom, <laughs> we out here. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm trying to mentally manifest a man, and it's just that's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's get into that. Let's get into the mental manifestation. Like, do we value marriage? I guess individually, do you value it? And then, do you think men overall? in our age frame value marriage no i'm seeing a lot of head nods to the nose <laughs> i guess they do i feel like they do value marriage but they're just not yet ready to get married because they value marriage and it's commitment so much so that's why they don't want to do it because they want to do it one time they want to do it right value Let's or fear look at it that way is it value or is it fear <laughs> uh, the whole value. ball and chain Value. Exactly. Every what I said. Every association they have a marriage is negative. Meanwhile, women are like, "We're gonna have white picket fences, and we're gonna have Thanksgiving dinner. We just go straight to the the great parts of having a family, and the guys go straight to the oh, this is a financial commitment. I can't do this until I get my money right. Oh, now I'm gonna have to just be loyal and only focus on you." oh now there's going to be all these expectations and and now i'm going to have to do this and then they think oh and if everything if anything bad happens then we're going to get a divorce and you're going to get half like they automatically go to the worst associations with marriage true okay but i think it's i think it's funny because when we talk about marriage um i find that men obviously not in their lower or mid-20s think about it more right so as you know, the statistics prove people are getting married later in life. Um, the men are becoming more mature and, you know, looking into marriage later. So like for me now, if I were to be dating and be dating someone older than me, like they're just so much, their mindset is so much different, you know, and it's just a different kind of dating yeah, experience. Still hit or miss with the old guys. I've talked to old guys too. And some of them are still about these games. Mm. I've talked to a 40 I talked to a 43 I talked to a 43 year old who is like yeah I'm not really looking for anything serious I'm like you're 43 43. at what point in your life are you going to be looking for something serious my god (laughs) 50 like what I can't do that yeah. At that point, he needs to say, I don't believe in marriage, and that's not what I want, and just be straight that's up. That's not what he said. He was like, yeah, I'd love to get married one day, just not something I'm looking for now. I'm like, okay. Mm. <laughs> See, fight. that's good. You get that out in the first or second date, because yeah, so that's something you, you know. fast it was deuce. <laughs> but, I mean, in terms of whether or not I feel like guys value marriage I feel like it's more of a fear which is understandable because the marketing is different for guys women are marketed from childhood that this is going to be great like I had an easy bake oven I had a whole little (laughs) I did I had a whole toy kitchen set with like toy pans toy modern house yes I had 
tea sets like me and my mom would play tea party like in the girl scouts we learned how to sew clothes and patch things and learn how to cook and all this i didn't know any of this yeah girl scouts is dope um and learn how to do all this and then barbie dolls you gotta have a barbie house you got ken they've got the 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 little cars and everything so for women marriage is marketed as this amazing thing and you are just conditioned from the time you play with any type of toy as a girl that marriage and having babies is going to be great you know and are not that it's not that same marketing you know it is so funny you're mentioning all this because as much as my my sister kind of believes in gender roles and my mom also would believe it even if she might not say it like i grew up with legos i grew up like playing outside playstation like playing sports like very opposite of what girly girly kind of girl growing up and went outside too well i know but like i didn't really like playing with barbies and stuff like that and this is very weird because like then there was my sister who kind of did and my mom always wanted a girly girl but yet she let me pursue you know not just the the feminine kind of like activities so i think that's super interesting and i guess i'm i don't know i'm glad my mom had an open mind because that's not what I experienced. True. Yeah. I'm 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 gonna pull for the guys. I'm gonna say yes. They <laughs> they value marriage. Some do, you know. Some are scared and fearful, and some do think it doesn't go in their favor. But I'm like, why do you think that? You're not a millionaire. Half of what? What do you think women might get out of you? <laughs> But that's, that's the craziest business. part. It'd be the people <laughs> who don't got half of nothing, who, who if we divided anything by half a zero, <laughs> and they're the most worried about, oh, I don't want her to get my stuff. You don't have any stuff. You have nothing. Not a pan to pee in, <laughs> as the people say. And that's the edited version. But it is frustrating, though, when you deal with this, especially when you're starting dating guys in their 30s. Like, I thought entering into my late 20s that, okay, this opens up a new dating pool. The early 30 guys, they're going to be about their business. No, it's still hit or miss. It's still, I will say the percentage is a little bit more than 20s and 20s. No, this, I just, no. But in the 30s, you might, instead of having 0% of people who have their stuff together, who's emotionally mature and available, now we've got like 10% of them. So maybe by 40s, <laughs> it'll be 20% and who knows. Maybe by the time I'm 60, the, it'll be such a great dating pool. Everybody will want to be serious because we're almost about to die anyway. So <laughs> The world time clock is ending, you're saying? <laughs> right? I think guys need a biological clock to take things seriously. That actually goes into my next question. Like, how have things changed from your early 20s to your later 20s when it comes to dating? I guess I'll let Um, Isis go first. So for me, um, I have to intentionally plan out, like, if I'm going to go on a date, like, and I have to, like, want to, you know, spend and focus my time and want to spend time with you because my time is precious, like, we work these 40 hour work weeks or more and my time outside of it is precious. So that's how I feel about it. Like, cause if I really don't want to plan and organize my time around you, then this ain't going to work. So. yeah. But how is that different from your early twenties? Oh, would you say you were always 20s, like that or what? In my early twenties, I feel like 
I had less cares, less bills. Um, I was dating a lot more and I just was much more free willy nilly and just, you know, Oh, let's hang out Thursday. What are you doing? Oh no, I can make it work. Let's go. Like, I just Mm -hmm. feel like I was much more free. I don't know. I guess that is weird to think about. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, you had more free time, literally. Yeah. Okay, Anna. Um, I think a couple of things. Well, actually, a lot of things have changed. <laughs> well, I'm one of my tasting guys. I'm no longer into the thugs. Um, wow. So that's great. <laughs> early, early 20s. I'm talking about 2021. I was like, oh. So you in real life was like, who should I be with? A thug. I said, yes. I like the cars. <laughs> I like the music. I like the jewelry. This is where I see myself. But obviously you get older and you're like, oh, there's no IRA Roth plan for this. So <laughs> sure, no retirement plan. <laughs> right. So maybe not. And so obviously, so taste has changed. And then also um, tolerance has changed. I think as I've gone through the early and mid 20s, I've learned more about myself. And, and learning more about myself, I know there are just certain non-negotiables. Um, intelligence is a non-negotiable. I got to be able to have a conversation with you. I like to debate. So you, you got to be confident and enough and secure enough in, your, in yourself to be able to handle a difference of opinion. Um, and I've just been more honest with myself. I do like a certain type of guy more. And so to me, I've got like a checklist now and there are certain non-negotiables now, in what checklist. you mean now? <laughs> there are certain non-negotiables in my it's checklist. It's always existed. It's just shrunk. A mountain list of things. <laughs> mountain high. Okay, and because people told me, Sheila, that my standards <laughs> were too high, I have condensed this list. But the <laughs> non-negotiables are non-negotiable. Because I just, I when you when you're when you get older and you start spending more time with yourself and you start really evaluating your relationships you learn which which is just not going to work and and that's it and you and you feel more comfortable because at first I was like oh well I don't want to be mean and I don't want to be judgmental so um let me just give everybody an opportunity and a chance but no you also want to be realistic like this vibe doesn't match my vibe and I know it's not going to match my vibe ever so let's just not even go down this road I will agree with exactly what you're saying about that self-confidence because, you know, I will not lie. Like, I was super naive. I was super gullible back then. Like, now I don't take BS from any man. You know, I'm super feminist, you know, go women. Okay. But, yes. but um, besides that, like, men, boys, young boys, whatever, they really tried to, you know, put the wool over our eyes when we were, we were younger. And it was just Ooh. always like, I was always questioning myself and I was getting gaslit. And before oh, there was a term man. for that. The so, gaslighting uh, in college was crazy. These guys would literally oh. tell you anything and everything. They'd be like, yeah, I really like you. And I'm so glad we met. And you're the only girl I'm talking to. And meanwhile, he didn't re- copy, paste it and repeat that to about four <laughs> other freshmen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do feel like things have changed significantly from early 20s and especially teenage years. Like, Yeah, Sheila, how has your serious relationships changed from now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've been in the same relationship. <laughs> things how have still changed. One relationship changed? <laughs> I was in many more relationships before this one. 
And earlier in college, I don't know, there was just always something wrong with those guys. And I knew that there was something wrong with them. But to your point, and I was like, we all got issues. This is something I can accept. And I kind of just like looked past the main red flags and issues because I was like, whatever, probably won't last forever. And I'm not even looking for it forever. So it don't matter. What can you do for me now? That was pretty much my mindset. Um, But yeah, now that I'm into my later mid to late 20s, extra emphasis on closer to the middle, um, I feel like, I don't know, being in a long-term relationship is nice because it brings comfort. It brings uh, stability. You're like, all right, you're my person. Don't have to worry about getting dressed up anymore. Now I can be my real no, self. No, Sheila. No. Just kidding. And Sheila's like, defense, on, Sheila has been her real <laughs> self from the very beginning of this relationship. A1 since day one. Like, I feel like you it. have to be relaxed. You have to be able to take your wig off. Like, take your makeup off with the person. Okay. You cannot just only see me Or not best. put your makeup on. <laughs> And see, I have rules. You know, talking about her rules and standards. I also have standards. If we're not going on a full-on date, then no, I cannot bring out my expensive makeup and take time out of my day to beat my face down just to eat chicken nuggets at McDonald's. Like, no, that is okay. You right. So if if you put in the effort, you expect him to put in the effort as well, because like. You're not going to go out all done up to the nines and... Oh, that's another thing that's changed. Let me He's tell out you. there looking, you know, scrumpy and bummy and whatever. Like, no. That was a common thing in the early 20s. We used to sit there for hours to get dressed. And these guys would show up in t-shirts that got a stain on it, jeans that they didn't have a wash in about a week, any other shoes, barely combed your hair, barely got a lineup, and that's just cool. That has definitely changed. If you ask me on a date and you don't put any effort towards your personal appearance on the date, then that's automatically going to be a no for me because I spent at least two hours getting dressed, probably another hour shopping for whatever outfit, probably another six to eight hours getting my hair done. So you need to be putting, you need to look like you put some thought into it too. So yeah, I think that's definitely something that's changed. Anna's dates are an event. Anna's dates are an event. I said, I know you're not talking because let me get on you for a minute. Anna, you know what I'm going to say. There was this time you went on a date with somebody and canceled him because he didn't have on a sweater. I forgot what the main issue was. No, no, hoodie. Yes, he had on a hoodie and you would not let up. You did not. Is that normal? And I'm like, it's college. Is it a USC hoodie? Like, I don't know. That's fine. I I don't even remember this date. I don't even remember this I remember this. You were so upset. that he had a hoodie on wow so i had standards you were like who does that who does that i look nice you should do (laughs) Mm -hmm. you sure did funny that memory is blocked in my head so now that we're talking about dating and past dating situationships type deal like what what do your parents think about your dating situation do they have expectations on who you will date does it need to be somebody in your race or is it okay if you do i think it's an in it's an inverse graph right the older i get the less like standards for the guy so the older (laughs) i get you know it's just any any person any guy whatever (laughs) they just want they just want grandkids they just want you know something so that's kind of good um but for me 
I would say, you know, it became apparent that interracial dating was a thing for me because I guess back in middle school. And then as I was growing up, you know, family had some good, harmless jokes. Then as I got older, like, you know, they had to be prepared to get whatever they got. Um, and yeah, I, that I, my love and interest knows no bounds and no color. And so my family, I think it's pretty much okay with it now. So I, I think I'm good on that part. Good. So okay with you bringing home a black guy. That's what you're saying. Pretty much. Yes. <laughs> okay. I like the chocolate. That was a I really long like, way of saying all that. the races and you <laughs> said black guy. Because who else have you seen ISIS date, Sheila? Hey, I've gone on dates with white guys and maybe a Hispanic guy or two. But yeah, like, it's okay. Like, I just, I don't see color. It's 90% like... black guys. <laughs> hey, that's okay. That's okay. Well, speaking of black guys, let's talk about the black love thing. Like, is that a thing that we can see and I'm hope trying. for, Anna? I'm trying. What's going I'm on? Trying. I'm trying. Listen, a, a year ago, if you'd asked me, you would have been like, yes, that's, there's no question. I want brown little cocoa babies with the cute little curly puff hair uh yes i'm i'm for this black love yes but now that i'm getting older i'm just like uh, you know what (laughs) (laughs) i have to open up i have to widen our horizons a little bit and it's sad because genuinely that is where my heart is is you know i am very pro-black um you know, very pr- progressively bro- black, so to speak, or progressive on uh, certain racial issues and issues that affect minorities. And I'm very outspoken about, um, you know, underrepresentation, all that good stuff. And so, yes, that it, black families is, is something that I, that I'm passionate about. To me, the black experience is something that's very, very intimate and close. Well, I think I am all for black love too. And my fiance just happens to be an African-American male, but I would have been open to interracial relationships. (laughs) This is awkward because he just walked in. Had we not been wonderfully together, I would have considered it maybe, but I just would have wanted that other person to like understand the black experience and like our history and this is what makes me feel comfortable and this is where I'm coming from I feel like there's a lot of differences that's where I'm at too but even then there's certain nuances like I'm I'm open to like allies but even to me allies need to be conscious and responsible allies but even still in an ally, they're still looking at it from a third party lens. They don't have an intimate perspective and they can't. And that's no fault of their own because that's not their life experience. But for me, there's always going to be that film, that wall in between us because you're not going to fully like you're not going to feel how I feel because you're, you don't have this connection this level of shared experience so to speak and so that would be a ultimate a hurdle for me and and we'd have to have some pretty strong communications and pretty you know good communication and very good strong trust for me to feel comfortable enough to like give you how I'm actually feeling about this feel um like let's say police brutality or you know issues that intimately affect black people and and black people at the intersectionality of of poverty of sexuality of um sexual orientation all that stuff but i we need to have some 
some strong trust and I need to be able to speak to you without feeling like I'm going to hurt your feelings and that you're going to take it personal. And then if it needs to be taken personal, I want that non-black partner to be open to some self-evaluation. Like, Hey, am I also a part of this system perpetuating oppression? How am I contributing in this way? It would have to be that type of relationship. Mm -hmm. So I'll speak um, as an ally, as a non-black Latina in which I'm pretty sure my lineage is all over the place. Um, But one of my deal breakers for me when dealing with a black man, if we're dating, is if he ever says anything discriminatory towards black women, it's a no for me. It's a no moving forward. He, a, a black man cannot hate himself, cannot hate, you know, his own race, his own women, or potentially his own daughter. If, you know, we were to have a baby, like I know my daughter would be black. So Oh no, he loves your daughter because guys love biracial looking kids. Love (sighs) it. Love it. They love it. Well, the point is, it's a deal breaker (laughs) for me. Um, If they're to not understand that the black woman, you know, her, how her experience, um, you know, how she navigates life and for them not to appreciate their own women. I just don't feel, I mean, selfishly, they wouldn't appreciate me as well. And I have black friends and black, you know, not black, but darker family members. So like it's a no it's a deal breaker for me and that's something as an ally i hold myself to always so I'd like to, well, one second Sheila. i'd like to do some political correctness and and correct some things i've said um when oh. i say when i refer to people as a collective or a group um i'd like to to be implied that i'm not talking about everybody that's just a colloquialism uh, turn of phrase and I, don't, I don't intend it to be a stereotype I intend it to be the subsect of people that I have spoken to the majority of those people share these views is what I'm saying okay okay so let's talk about communication and dating mm. Let, let's let's leave the the race I feel like we could talk about that all day and all <laughs> night everybody feeling real passionate I'm seeing all the passion let's save some of that all right we got so much to to talk about let's talk about communication style um like how does that work who reaches out to who first do you feel comfortable as a woman reaching out to guys first say hey how you doing shoddy I'd like to talk to you can you smile? Like, what are other things that guys? Oh my gosh! Are you? Uh, you red shirt? Hey, <laughs> yo, shorty! Like, <laughs> like, can um, you reach out to somebody? Well, on Bumble, you have to. On Bumble, yeah, the true. girls have to go first. True. So, what do you say? Hey, what's up? Or I ask like a little stupid question, like, I've um, learned. Oh, go ahead. Like you're stuck on a desert island, and you got three artists you can listen to who are the three artists like I try to ask them questions that I think are important to me because I like music so if you say like Jonas Brothers and <laughs> <I'm going laughs> anywhere from there not wow. a Disney channel not the Disney channel man so yeah I find that on Bumble you got to be more creative obviously which is the um struggle that men have apparently face all the time and they're like I don't even know how to start like well okay now 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 we see how it is but yeah, that hey, what's up was not working. So I had to learn how to get creative. Like Anna Okay, said. what's your creative thing, Isis? Um, haven't been on Bumble in a while. So I couldn't say now. In the past, Bumble now has like generated different like topics. So, you know, I just scroll through there and 
Some guys don't like that either. Some guys have it in their profile, like, don't send me those pre-generated questions. Uh. That's not creative. Like, what do, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? <laughs> mm, now that's a struggle. And they'll be, the guys the are so ridiculous on Bumble. They'll be like, don't say, don't hit me with the, hey, what's up? Okay, what? Well, come on. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> yeah, because then that's his end. In because otherwise he can't say anything. Listen. So we should be appreciated. I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, it's been a while since I've been on a dating. <laughs> but outside of the dating apps, I don't know if I just roll up to somebody. Uh, my ratchet friend Sheila is always trying to push me to roll up to random men to be like, <laughs> "Hey, how you doing?" Or even worse, she'll do the worst thing in the world. Well, she'll go up to them, talk to them, and then start pointing at you. Then you got to look like you're not there. <laughs> so absolutely uh, do, doing the whole going up to guys in person is intimidating um wait a second anna you don't do the look and look away and look back you don't do, no, any I'll do of that yeah I'll, no 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 of course i do that i'm saying to go up to them and be like hey mm. let me get your number no Probably just like not. hey even saying hey hey how are you you want to <laughs> hey you a man it takes a lot of 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 coaxing for me to be like you gotta be fine fine for me to be just rolling up to you and let me tell you guys they do not have they don't put those same expectations on themselves people Mm -mm. who should not be approaching me be approaching me I'm like how did you muster the courage and the strength (laughs) to say hello the famous the famous quote from Sheila's Tammy. mom's friend. Yes. Shout out to my mom's friend. Look at you, then look at me. Look at you in your head, <laughs> then look at me. It's a no. <laughs> it's a no. Like, I mean, I feel like I got to say that again. She literally was like... But see, see this, this is the difference. This is the difference. So women will like, you know, place such value and, and, and it's a struggle to talk to just one guy. Guys will throw out a hundred, you know... Like, what's that fishing, like fishing hook liners? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they'll throw out a hundred liners and then it's just one of them catches, they're happy. Like, that's it. That's 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 what we're dealing with. But like, I also think guys are more used to rejection than women are. Like, exactly. Guys yeah. are trained from a young age. Like, when you were in elementary school, guys would be flirting with you and you'd be like, no, get away. So from six years old, they have been conditioned to be oh well most guys there are some guys who are serial killers who have never been rejected and think they should never be rejected and act crazy (laughs) when they do but most guys have 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 had a fair amount of rejection in their life and so they're just used to it and so they're they've already just been like oh she could say no and it's fine women are not as conditioned to deal with rejection from from the other sex so we're a little more hesitant because we're just not used to being told no I agree but that's why I would never like ask a question like can I get your number but I would for sure roll up to somebody and be like hey how are you if we're just chilling at a party maybe wow, I wouldn't for bump sure. into you for sure Previously. this confidence this confidence is uh I like this Sheila because I don't remember back in this the day back in the day <laughs> back in the day previously <laughs> early 2000s back in the day 10 and 11 guys still approach <laughs> you and you weren't rolled up to guys what are you talking about i was there hey, people. <laughs> i did say hey like if i'm at a bar i may turn around and say hey i'm not gonna like lead the conversation but i say hi 
So y'all don't even say hey to people, really? It depends. It's like the I said, southern. I might like give the you know the head uh the head nod. No, I'll What's I'll up? do what Isis said. I'll throw the look and look away, and then come back and look at you and look away. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. But me, I also there's a certain dance to that, right? Like you can go up to somebody and say, hey, I think you're attractive or whatever. But to me, there's no dance. So I like the banter. I like the oh my the gosh. energy and the chemistry. I'm a hopeless romantic. So yeah, I like I like the playfulness of that. And if somebody's not catching my vibes, then you just, you, you I, I mean, what can I do? <laughs> Wait point. a second. So I got something. I got a question. You know how in an interview they say within the first 60 seconds, you know if you're going to hire somebody or whatever it goes. You is can you apply that to dating within, you know, the first sixty seconds? You know if you're gonna like that guy or give him your number or any other activities. Yes, I think so, because I think yes. Even though it's been a long time, <laughs> I feel like I can measure somebody instantly because most of the people that come up to me now we be at a gas station you're 50 years old with the pop (laughs) I'm not trying to call people out but it's just (laughs) folks that I know off the back as soon as you open your mouth and there's no teeth it would be a no and I'm not available but even if I was it would just be no but that's not what she asked she asked within 60 seconds do you know if you want to be with them not if you want don't want to be with them I mean that's pretty obvious you can know fairly quickly that you don't want to be with them but for me i need to hear what's coming out your mouth because that's the quickest turn off for me guys be anything's fast when they say stupid stupid dumb crazy things out of their mouth like i remember at a bar this super fine tall guy and i was like yes finally someone <laughs> that meets what i'm looking for and i just knew i was like yeah it's gonna be great Damn, just he was lo- all right no, no, he was fine. Basically. He was tall. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> he was tall. He was chocolatey. He was well put together. And then he was catching the energy. Like, you know, we were doing a little eye dance or whatever. And so then he finally came over to me and he says, out and I quote out of his mouth, oh, you look really pretty for a dark-skinned girl. And that's when I was like, oh, okay, goodbye. <laughs> and it'd just be, it'd be that quick. Like, as soon as you open your mouth and say something crazy, I'm like, uh, now I can't even know. <laughs> I can't, because why would you say this? <laughs> is, is this so supposed feel, to be a compliment? <laughs> I think it's funny, because I feel nowadays there's a lot of little things that I don't even think about, but I notice, right? Like the way the way they walk, if their clothes are stuck in the early 2000s or not, like um, if you know what you're going to order at the bar, like you're not like something classy or whatever. Um, Let's see, you know, if you don't got to have yourself to the nines, but you clearly have to have yourself having a regular routine. (laughs) (laughs) Step forward. (laughs) But yeah, there's little things I pick up on within those 60 seconds, which, you know, guys are going to say, oh, man, this makes it even harder nowadays. No, it's just like it's always been that way. We just saying it out loud. Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's things that you can say that would immediately turn me off. Send me a picture. Canceled. (laughs) (laughs) But since we're talking about dating now and the dating scene, we talked about online dating. But like what other kind what other types of dating have you guys tried? Have you been on blind dates or really cheap dates? Have you thought about doing hiring a matchmaker? Like what all have you tried? 
Um, I've never heard of a matchmaker. Um, the free like, yeah, I've never, I've never heard, seen, or experienced that. You know, what? No, Watch but- Indian Matchmaker on Netflix. Oh, okay. Up. Yeah, but you know, those people look like they got that extra discretion income they for do. that kind of you know matchmaking so <laughs> they definitely pay money for I it i tried million dollar matchmaker on that app and let me tell you it's expensive you can't even the paywall is ridiculous you can't send messages you can't reply to messages and you can't match with people unless you pay and like the cheapest package is like 69 a month and i'm like come on Ooh. this is I'm trying to be found by the millionaire. I am not a millionaire. So there should be a, a pay scale for the people who are trying to be found by millionaires. That reminds me of Molly. That reminds me of Molly's app. Like that, you know, they had an insecure. What was it called? Um the A the A team. I don't know. Something oh, oh, about it's a, and no, it's an actual app. Um mm-hmm. I was on it's it real. before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what it is. It was a long time ago when I was out in LA. Um, but it's but basically, yeah. you know, young people that have gone to college or something prestigious or have some sort of prestigious affiliation, basically. It's very exclusive, right, to join yeah. that app? Well, yeah, there's like a wait period. Um, and then, yeah, but it's not as expensive as $69 a month, but it is mm-hmm. more expensive than like Bumble and all that other stuff. It's more expensive than those ones. Wait, you have to pay for Bumble? If you want certain features, like if you want to be able to see who all liked you, then you got to pay for it. Um, if you want like to, if you accidentally swipe left on somebody, you want to go back, you got to pay for that feature. I think they have, they have like a boost feature. So like you'll appear first in people's little feed or whatever, if you want to pay for it. But Bumble also has enough free features to where you don't have to pay for it. Yeah, Anna seems very informed on this topic. Because swiping away. Listen, oh well. (laughs) (laughs) I while I am contently single at the current moment, I would I don't want to close myself off to potentially meeting people, and I feel like you got to be with the technology these days. True. And so, speaking of not closing yourself off, like. Are you open to meeting folks not online? Like what happened to just meeting people in person? Can you bump into somebody at the grocery store while you're picking up a piece of bread and they're like, hey, let me help you with that. And then y'all start talking or- That is so hard. Like I I think about that sometimes, like the coffee shop back in the day when I used to, you know, um, go to these type of establishments, like- the coffee shop, the grocery store, whatever, whatever. The gym. Yeah, like, exactly. You go to the gym. Well, the people be lately, in their own world, year. though. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. People so, be in their own world. I mean, like, I mean, some people, like, I don't, I don't know people who just hang out in these places and have the time to, you know, be leisurely. I think a lot of times, especially our age, young professionals we don't have a lot of like let me just chill at the starbucks and see what happens (laughs) you know (laughs) and we're like in starbucks trying to get coffee because we've got somewhere to be in 10 minutes it is the same with the grocery store it's oh i'm just getting off of work now i gotta go cook home get home to cook so let me hurry up and go to this grocery store and get out so you're not really like being perceptive and like really paying attention to who all is around you these days 
um one it's obviously because it's a pandemic and people are trying to be in and out of these places anyway but even before then like while in law school my schedule was so crazy that I was like if I'm in Starbucks I'm studying and I'm not focusing on anybody else and please don't walk up to me because I'm studying or Mm -hmm. like if I am going to like the grocery store then it's probably because I've got about 30 minutes (laughs) before I've got to be doing x y and z and so I don't think it's necessarily on guys it's just hard as as young professionals to be perceptive when you're like always moving yeah I think I always have like a mental schedule clock of what I want to be doing like I don't want to be in this grocery store for an hour so I'm in and out but it's funny (laughs) that you mentioned that because you know even you can't really have an angry bitch face right now because when you go in the store you got a mask on so like how do you give that clue Anna like you smile it's all in the eyes baby (laughs) smile and wink but but just following up on that I hear y'all I hear that you're busy professionals but I guess pre-COVID there were still lots of networking events like I always have a slew on my calendar have you ever considered (laughs) mixing business and pleasure like not purposefully but like if the opportunity came and somebody's also like men in my profession but I have some strong opinion (laughs) (laughs) but ISIS I think you know working with athletes you're in a great position (laughs) not really working with athletes at the moment but um um it's funny because now that I work I'm working outside of a university and in a city environment like you know a university setting was so much more liberal and progressive and inclusive and a city is much more mixed and there's much more different people of different backgrounds and lifestyles and life um, um, leaning, like, you know, uh, philosophical leanings or whatever. Um, and I, I don't know, like, I'm not, for me, the current environment isn't big enough. Like if I was in a bigger city, but I'm in like a smaller little city right now and it's not looking. I think where location, location, location is everything. I think, yeah, especially when you're looking at people with similar hustler ideals and like go-getter and driven, like a lot of times you kind of do need to be in a bigger city for that. And I don't know, I'm not saying it's impossible in small towns, but. I mean, I live in Fayetteville, so it's been... It's not impossible. But but I will say that sometimes I don't even realize, and again, this is partly because I'm with somebody, but maybe you guys have not considered this either. But sometimes the organizations that I'm in are women only. Like, Mm. not because of the nature of it. It just happens to be, like, a lot of women are in that group. And so when you do that, and it's not, like, a mixed group with other men, are you cutting yourself off from opportunities if you join Black Women Attorney Group or Women of North Carolina something instead of, like, a joint group? You get what I mean? I think you should Mm. do a mix of both to be quite honest like I think yeah I would agree you're kind of cutting her off if you only do women exclusive networking events but I think you should do both but I also think let me pick my words wisely (laughs) I will just give an example uh that has happened a couple times so I have a friend who is talking to a, a guy who is an attorney 
um, black young black attorney, um, and they met at one of the networking events. Um, and he had this mentality that he just didn't have to put any effort towards getting to know her because he was the prize. He's young, black, educated. He doesn't have any prior felonies. And he just thinks he didn't think that he had to do any chasing. Um, and he also didn't think he had to do any compromising. It was like his way or the highway. And I have like five stories of friends yeah. who have been in not with the same guy who have been with young black attorneys specifically who just have this air about them of I am the golden egg of this situation I am the land of milk and honey you want me so you need to do tryouts to get me because there are so few of of me you know there's so few young black educated no kids no felony black men that i could literally treat you any way i want and you should just deal with it and if you don't then it's just on to the next one because i know that i'm the prize and that level of arrogance is just a bit much for me yeah I and would... i'm not saying that's all of them i'm just saying it's been quite a few sure yeah i was just agreeing because I remember a while back, there was this guy that went viral on Twitter or something. And I think, I believe he was a law student. I don't think he had graduated yet. And he basically said those things like, I am the prize, Black women, it's over. Somebody in my study group said the same exact thing. And I was like, what? Well, first of all, that's cool and all that you're very successful. But what about us? Uh, You're not successful. You're in law school. You're not successful. True. You don't have a JD yet. True. And my my friend in my study group said the same thing. I'm the prize, blah, blah. I'm highly educated. Even if I don't pass the bar, I'm still the prize. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> wow. Um, it's a no for me. You cannot have that mentality. Because, I mean, women are doing just as much as men these days if not more so that is not enough that <laughs> you went to law school medical school you still need to be humble you still need to treat people with respect and you That's still just... need to be able to compromise like that is a a pillar of a good relationship is compromise and you can't be oh because i have x y and z it's my way or the highway like stop true so let's get on a positive note. Let's not worry about these people that are crazy. What is the best date that you have been on? Ooh. All right. Not everybody. All <laughs> it's not good. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Somebody must have wowed you before. A good question. Okay. Let's start with another angle. What's the worst <laughs> date that you've been on? This is something that I can actually attest to. The worst date that I went on was in college with this guy and he took me out to a restaurant, I believe, which was fine. It was like a little small restaurant, nothing too fancy. But then afterwards, his car wouldn't start back up and it was very embarrassing we were both just outside it was getting dark and he was like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry this is so embarrassing I'm gonna call you a cab to get back to campus and I was like okay never talking to you again Uh (laughs) in my mind and then other people were like that's not fair but I'm like I don't know. I felt like you should have had your car checked out and this is just too much. And so anyways, I did give him a second chance and we went to the movies the second time and there was like another issue. And that's when I was like, no, 
never again. I can't do this. So worst day ever. And he was also never mind. I was gonna say something. He was from a, a certain background and descent, and I felt oh, you're like talking about- <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put them out there like that, but I felt like he was trying to get married ASAP and like take away my youthfulness. And that could not happen. So that was the worst date for me. I guess the worst date for me. Oh, I remember the worst date for me. A guy that I met on Plenty of Fish. We went out to this random bar in Durham. And it was just so awkward. It was so uncomfortable. It, It was, I was uncomfortable. And it wasn't anything that he had done outright. It was just the energy was like, his energy was just like very, how can I put this it was it was off and so I was uncomfortable and 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 I I really only ordered one drink and then he was like is that all you want to drink come on order more drinks I'm like Mm -hmm. no I'm good and he was like yeah yeah I'll have another drink you can have a drink and I'm like no I'm good I you know what actually I told him I was like yeah I've got a final tomorrow this is just like a quick study break but it was really nice meeting you and then this guy asked if he could come back to my apartment I was like I'm not even going to my apartment I'm going to the library and he's like well I can come to the library with you and I was like no and it was just very creepy because he had asked me like four or five times to come back and at that point I was like yeah I'm just gonna go to my car and go home and he followed me to the car he was like are you sure and I was like yeah I got in the car locked the door and literally peeled off in the parking lot so that was probably the worst date because he was a creepy weirdo the best date to me it's not about spending a whole bunch of money it's about thoughtfulness and detail and and so I guess for me the best dates are never like the first dates because we don't really know each other so for me the best dates are after we've gotten to know each other and I can really see oh you really are paying attention so an ex who must not be named um planned a trip all for himself it was a very low budget college trip uh, but it was like the detail and it was great like he gave me a pedicure like gave me a manicure soaked my feet and toes and all that other stuff like he cooked dinner um we went to the beach and it was great it was very low budget but it was thoughtful down to the detail and I was like I am impressed person who is now you know the worst person in the world but yeah it is the thought that counts it is are you paying attention are you putting some actual effort you don't even have to you really don't have to spend a dime but I just want to see that you are putting some effort and in, in some thought into this you do need to spend more than a dime but yes, <laughs> that is good. it is more so about the effort I agree with that what about you Isis I'm trying to think of the worst of the worst. I know there has been, but I can't. My memory is failing. I said, you be going. You were at one point used to go in on these guys. Like it was sweater guy, and it was somebody else that you wouldn't let up on. I forgot what happened. I remember one summer there was this one date I went on, and I remember like it was raining super hard, and I was annoyed at something, and the guy was driving super slow, and then so. I must have said something and he said something then I wasn't backing down so then we kept going back and forth back and forth and we got into this petty ass argument then we sat in silence on the ride home and like it was just so petty because then he said like his car had hydroplaned like before and got an accident so that's why he was taking his time and I just always remember that simple little 
argument that led to the end of like a, a very bad date. And I don't know. I just can't think of, I can't think of other worst dates that I've had. Oh, I can think of like bad kisses. Oh God. I can think of like the worst kisses that I've had at the end of the dates. Like I was like, mm, no, this ain't happening. Like <laughs> I've, I've, there have been, there have been guys that, you know, have had luscious lips, but just were like slobbering all over the place. I'm just like, no, <laughs> there have been guys that had like little lips and I'm just like, mm, this is like kissing a brick wall. It just wasn't doing it for me. Not so, a like, brick wall. Yeah, I, I remember some terrible kisses um, for sure. And then it, I guess it abruptly ended that courting period. <laughs> but um, yeah, those are some some experiences there. I guess if the kiss, if the kiss don't have any fireworks, like, is it going to move forward? And no, the answer is probably not. So I am weak. What? Okay, <laughs> fellas, if you're out there, please come with fireworks. Make sure you get banger. Otherwise, context. you are cut immediately, <laughs> basically. Okay, so let's talk about our list. Anna, you mentioned earlier that you have a list that you're not compromising on. So let's let's get into it. What are these lists of must-haves Ooh, that guys um, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Is this a list? Is this a pyramid or is it a pie? Because I've had this discussion several times. Whatever you want it to be, just like whatever is necessary for you to move forward. For some people, it may be one or two things. For others, we may need to set aside a whole podcast, but just try to narrow it down. Well, I will get you, give you the non set aside the podcast version. Um, and Isis is going to hate a couple of these, but um, <laughs> intellectual connection is is probably number one. Like I've been with super fine guys who there's just been nothing and there's, there's nothing to grab onto. Yes, you look nice, but outside of that, what, where, where is there? Um, so intellectual, intellectual connection is number one. Emotional maturity is number two. And emotional maturity probably encompasses 90% of the other things on my list, which is the ability to, you know, one, be self-aware, be accountable, um, and and be responsible for your own growth and maturity and whatever process that looks like and whatever, you know, uh, dealings you need to do to go with that, just to be open and willing and understand that that is your responsibility as an adult to you know be self-aware be mature and be accountable so emotional maturity definitely number two on the list um and i like and i will wrap this in the how can i say this um i I like more dominant guys guys who are assertive um guys who you know are very communicative about what they want and they don't want um, there's a certain level of confidence that comes with that, um, and, and leadership, you know, um, like being able to trust your decision-making skills. So that's a third one. And then what else? Uh, just to be comfortable with yourself is probably a big one too, because, you know, I like to have debates. I like to see what your thought process is. I like to like, ask well why do you think this and why that and I think that that you need to have a certain level of like 
sureness about yourself to be able to handle those questions and not be immediately offended or feeling like you're being challenged or even if you are being challenged being okay with being (laughs) challenged um so yeah but somewhere on the less important thing is probably you need to be at least my height but (laughs) Five two is not too much to ask for, Sheila. It was the it was six three. I've come down. Five two. <laughs> what about you, Isis? Oh man, so I would have to say that I consider it all these pieces, the pieces of a pie, right? It's not a pyramid because I was having this conversation before and I was saying some of the things that are necessary. Otherwise, we might as well just be good friends. And they were slightly taken aback and almost offended at what I was saying. (laughs) But (laughs) um, I would say I'm start off with what like Anna was talking about communication. Um, Playing from Galaxy S10. Sorry. All right, Galaxy. But um, so I'll say (laughs) communication. If you cannot communicate or at least try to communicate your feelings or how was your day, like with, you know, more than three words, it's not going to work because, I mean, I need some entertainment when I get home. And whether it's, you know, a long story that I might pretend to listen to, like, I need something. Just talk to me. (laughs) Wait, so you want them to communicate just so that you can fake listen to them? Uh No, because like, I need them to over communicate so that when it is important, he's able to, okay? So he has to practice at communicating and you're never like, you're always practicing at being a good communicator. So um, I will say that intellectual, like Anna was saying, intellectual connection, like I'm probably not into that country slang or improper grammar we was and, you know, whatever else improper grammar you can think of. Like, it's just not going to work for me. I don't speak like that and I can't, I can't get over it. Like, it'll be, it'll be like, (laughs) a red blaring stop sign in my head just with lights you know going back and forth like no I can't I can't I can't get over the improper grammar um what's something else for me um you gotta have some goals right like do you have a career path or do you have goals that you want to achieve like tell me what they are because not just gonna sit here with someone that's gonna be in a career for or a job in 30 years and never move forward. Like clearly I've changed jobs like every few years. So like, I'm not staying in the same place. You need to not be staying in the same place. Cause unless you're a business owner, like that's not how we are going to get better. Like that place. No, it's not going to work for me because (laughs) that's not how in this current environment and economy, you know, you, you progress. So no, it's fine I, to me if you're in the same job, but long as you're moving up in that mm-hmm. same job, you can go from whatever janitor to CEO, but there better be some steps in between. <laughs> you can't just be sitting placent, you know, complacent. All right. Uh, you're right. And um, in this pie, if, you know, for us not to be just good friends, you're going to have to have good relations. <laughs> otherwise you might as well just be friends and I say that because why should you know women especially be in relationships that are unfulfilling that's Mm -hmm. how I feel so you're going to need that chemistry and that physical connection otherwise we might as well just be good friends because most of the guys are going to get what they need so you as a woman better speak up 
yeah, you better speak up and get what you need. Because I remember us having a conversation in the past, and it was about when we were all in relationships at that one time. We were with <laughs> the one time. <laughs> that one time. <laughs> so that one time, we mentioned that the guys we were with at that time, you know, were the best we had ever had. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Because they were. And so. Ever yeah, but then, the best that you've ever had at 21 is relative. Probably basic. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so now as I'm older, like, you know, you have better comparisons and you just know, you know, what's like not good and you know, what's mm-hmm. good and you know, it's great. So like, as long as you get something good for you, good. Like, I don't think you should be, uh, if you're going to stick to a marriage, which is a long-term commitment, like don't stick yourself to something that's not fun. Like, unless you really don't like having fun relations like no so i think as part of the pie that's an important piece of the pie otherwise you talking about sex crisis because you went around wait is that what you're talking about Isis? hey hey you know i might be you know I like to use all the words of the so, language. So yes, you are talking about. Okay, I just want to make sure I understand the what I'm talking about. So yes, relations. you are talking about sex. Yes, gotcha. Mm. Okay. All right, I guess. that's a good point. I, at a, least I'm the one that's that, a good you know, point. Yeah, relayed it. You know. Yes, that's Anna, a good you point. didn't even mention it, so I don't know how important it is in your pyramid oh, list well, or it, whatever. It was in there. It was in okay. there. <laughs> you had to pay attention, but it was in there. <laughs> the dominance? Is that what you're talking oh, about? that's what you meant. Oh, I didn't even want to get into that. Oh, we coming back to you because no, I was looking not. at you. We're just we're we're trying to avoid my eye contact. We're on the highway. We're already past that exit. There's no turnaround. It's, we're driving. What? We're no, driving. this we're is a flowing conversation. This is sure. Right. Yeah, let's Sheila. get back to you wanting somebody dominant. All right, Sheila. So what <laughs> about you (laughs) this is hard I like all the things that you guys said communication is good being smart is great (laughs) I noticed that y'all um didn't mention anything in regards to like looks and attractiveness maybe that's what you meant by relations Isis I'm not really sure (laughs) what all that encompasses but (laughs) but like this it's not like super necessary but it there is some level of physical attraction that you have yeah yeah good have. teeth your teeth can't be completely oh. jacked up i mean i didn't the even think eyes about have teeth. to both look in the same direction i agree <laughs> you <laughs> but i agree like Um, you know you gotta have a decent smile so that when we laugh in we could take nice pictures together but for me honestly (laughs) the the intellectual connection and the emotional maturity even if you're like five eight that would compensate for a lot Mm -hmm. um even if you know you are not the most attractive, but you're not on the total opposite end of the scale either. Like, even if you're like, you know, average looking, we're all pretty average looking. Even if you're average looking, I think if you have more of those other things, then like, it's all about what you gravitate to and what like keeps you captivated. And so for me, having a strong intellectual connection will keep me captivated and keep me interested way longer than anything. Because for me, physical attraction only goes so far. It goes as far as, 
the relations mm. end. <laughs> I just like to speak today. <laughs> and then after that's over, then what? Then what? There's nothing to talk about. It's boring. And I've mm. like you you've texted people and you've talked to people who don't have any type of communication. So mm-hmm. yeah, the physical attractiveness can be there, but it's just like, uh, I'm bored now. So now mm-hmm. what? Y'all know those charts, right? There's a female version and a, you know, a guy version that says the more amount of money he has, the less, you know, attractive he has to be. And that's facts. The more attractive the female is, the more crazy she can be on the opposite side. Like that's facts. Yeah. So, you know, the more uh this guy puts into his Roth IRA or whatever. I'm interested. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> honey, we can get we can get the teeth fixed, honey. That's that's just a quick bag. What are you talking about? Yes. Cardi B did it, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah Listen, if you got fixed. enough money, you can get some things fixed. You don't have to be bald anymore. You don't have to be out of oh, shape. Wow. So I mean, if you century. got the money, I can help guide you to the rest of the things. Like if you have the bag, I can help, you know, coach you to the other things. So I'm hearing money overlooked. <laughs> <laughs> money over everything except for respect. <laughs> That's something that money cannot kind of like overshadow the respect. It don't matter how much money you have. Like I'm, I'm just not going to be disrespected. That's that's point blank. Period. But other mm-hmm. things, you, other things you can learn. Well, let's get into money since y'all brought it up. Now this is interesting to me. Like when you're on these dating websites and people put what their occupation is, how do you Mm. read into that? Do you think directly how much dollars this equates? Sure do. (laughs) Oh, so I think, yeah, I think it equates to mm, a projected career path. Yep. Right. (laughs) So you see, you see some college, you see some job titles. You're like, okay, I kind of know where this will be headed. Um, but I guess that's also limiting because you know it is. It it's could... unfair, and I'm yeah. okay with it being unfair. Guys, listen, listen. <laughs> we all have our things. Guys look at physics, physical things. Most guys look at physical things over pretty much everything else. Really, on these apps, are just looking at your pictures <laughs> and saying much. yes or no. They're not even really reading your bios. But for me, I read the bios, and I'm like, and I that's where my judgmentalness comes in. And you could be somebody with a high school diploma who is a CEO of a fortune 500 company. But if your profile isn't reading like that, then, and all you got is high school on there, which a lot of guys do that. I'm just going to be like, oh, I don't really see myself fitting in your space very well. And I don't know if you're going to fit. And, and I don't know if you're going to understand mine. I think Sheila, you and I had this conversation when we were in law school like you need somebody and it's same similar to race you need somebody who's going to understand your schedule like in law school it was hard dating because unless your person was also in school like you don't understand when i mean i'm in the library till four o'clock in the morning that's where i'm at no we can't be on the phone all day no i'm not gonna text you (laughs) because i have things to do so you just you're gonna have to know and that's hard because if the person has never even been to college, then they're not going to have that understanding of, no, this is serious. I've got $100,000 on the line here. We need to make something shake. <laughs> so you're just going to need to be understanding. I think it's similar with like occupations. Like, no, I, you don't, in order to be a good partner, I don't think you have to be a lawyer, but I think you have to understand this is the demands of my job. These are some of the hours I'm going to have to work. These are some of the relationships I'm going to need to build and you need to be okay with that in that space and be able to understand it without taking things personal. But also 
on the more shallow end, yeah, I like to travel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would like to have kids, and I want those kids to have more options than I had. So you need to be able to contribute that. And something somebody told me that I never thought about because before this, before law school, I really didn't pay attention to people's occupation or like salaries or whatever. I was like, oh, if you're in love, it doesn't matter. Well, this person I spoke to said, yeah, that's great for now. But then what happens when you retire or you want to retire and you've got enough money for you to retire. But this person who, when you met him was working at Best Buy and is now the manager at Best Buy doesn't still have enough money to retire. So now while you've got enough money to live for 20 years without working, you're going to have to cut that in half so you could support him too. And then what if, you know, things, God forbid, what if things don't work out? And now you've got to divide your assets and your name because you're the primary breadwinner. Mm. So it's like things that like I didn't really consider, especially the retirement thing. Like eventually I would like to retire at an age that I can still do fun stuff. And I didn't really think about how my partner might affect how long I'm able to live off of my retirement. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned the travel thing because I read a tweet that said something about, you know, liking to travel is not a personality trait. It just shows that you have discretionary income. And I was like spiraling because I was like, yes, that is so important. (laughs) But I think of it more so like what you were saying, people... I would hope that people that travel and see other cultures and parts of the world have a bigger understanding of, you know, society mm-hmm. and the world globally, um, events and cultures mm-hmm. and things like that. And the, you know, you have to have a want for knowledge and curiosity about the world. And that's what I'm attracted to. Um, so when I see traveling or, you know, likes to travel or has traveled, like that's a huge bonus for me. And a discretionary income is also a plus. <laughs> but I think it's more than just discretionary income. I think it also, like you said, it broadens your perspective. I have dated people who have had, who have lived in a small town, who have never been outside, who have been outside that small town limited. Like they might have went to some other small town in the United States, but they've never like traveled outside the country or even been to a state or a city that is vastly different from their own. And mm-hmm. it is, it is a totally, completely different experience because their whole world is shaped by this small place, <laughs> and that is their whole point of reference. And there, that's how they build their political leanings, their religious leanings, how they view people who don't look like them, how they view other cultures. And to me, I need somebody who can, you know, be comfortable and understand other people and be okay with somebody not being this same as you but also not fearing that and kind of that was my experience with that person is he had a lot of very negative views on others and that's because he hasn't lived around them so yeah I think um adding to that is I would love to see a qualitative study about people's you know um, affinity or ability to travel and their kind of philosophical leanings because not everyone who travels a lot and everywhere is progressive or inclusive or open so you still got to be careful (laughs) sheila i'm interested to see what you uh think about the whole ability to travel question how important (laughs) is that to you it's important 
But again, this slides into a whole nother podcast that I'd have to get (laughs) deeper into that we don't have the time for today. But one other quick thing that I wanted to add on the list that I didn't hear anybody say that's important personally to me before we get into other things is, of course, this person needs to love God and be going to church or trying to go to church and be a good person and like all of those things i want this person to get right spiritually as well so to me that comes first before the money before the looks before communication because i feel like if we don't have that everything else is going to fall down anyways so to me that feeds into the intellectual connection thing because that's where my spirituality is and so yeah if that's not where you're you are i don't again I don't see how we would have an intellectual connection true all right let's dive into the topic that we have been scraping and alluding to all night as Isis calls relations what (laughs) sex s-e-x take a deep breath before you let it go something like that whatever he said (laughs) but so what about sex? Like, this is so taboo. And Isis, you mentioned this a little bit, like you felt like it needs to be good or that person is out. But I was going to ask you, like, you can't just teach that person what you like. Like, if this is your forever person and everything else is good about them, why can't y'all just learn and hmm. grow? So you're saying after a session or two or three or few or whatever, you know, oh, trying no, to I'm teach not them. saying a lot. <laughs> after the first time, you knew it wasn't good. So I'm just saying. Well, you say that. when you teach someone, it takes time. So if you're going to give them a few opportunities to teach, then you're going to have to give them a few opportunities. I see what you did there, Isis. Yeah, plenty of practice there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, um, like, you can teach them if I guess all of your other qualities and lists and whatever are checked off then you can try but you know (laughs) then you're gonna have to have a conversation with yourself if it's worth trying for after the first few sessions so that's a personal question Mm -hmm. okay Anna what do you think While I do have, like, certain physical attractiveness, like, at the very basic, like, uh, animalistic level, obviously, there's certain physical traits that you're attractive to. Ooh, science. Um, animalistic. <laughs> I consider myself more of a demisexual, meaning, like, in order for relations to be good, there needs to be, like, an emotional connection. Um, and to me, that's what it's the best because we both know each other we're kind of we know what we like um you know you've gotten to know personalities a little bit better you've had like some deeper conversations so that's why for me like casual partners just doesn't work ever for me because that's not enjoyable for me you don't know enough information about me for you to be doing the right things and I don't know enough information about you to be even interested in doing the right thing so I think to me for it to be good there has to be that emotional bond that emotional connection because that's when you actually get to start paying attention to details Mm-hmm. so that's what's most important to me and I think that's a learned thing to Isis or to your point Sheila I think that the more you learn about somebody 
the better it will be in the end. And the more invested you are and the more interested you are in actually like figuring out how to make that better. Um, But in terms (laughs) of like specific things, I mean, to go back to the other point about that. I have to pause right there because I'm looking at Isis' face and she's looking like that's a no go. Uh, it was just kind of distracting. To you don't, you don't want to, you don't want somebody to learn you, Isis. You want, you expect them to automatically know you. Um, obviously, I know that's a no to your question. Each but woman is different. What they, like I agree, is but like, but like for me, I'm thinking of emotional connection, and that takes so long to build. So, I mean, I know sometimes emotions can create more fireworks, but um, I'm not a very patient person. So (laughs) I don't know. I think the emotions come after for me, but for Anna, she's (laughs) I've done it it the, the reverse way. Right. And it, it, it gets so messy and it gets so complicated for me the other way that I've just decided I, that's not my lane. And eventually, like, you know, when you're in your young, early 20s, you're trying to figure out yourself and you realize what lane is yours and what it is not yours. And I realized very quickly, I'm not a good casual person. I'm not even a good girlfriend. Like, what? I am, I'm not. I am a, a wife type of person. Like, I don't know how to calibrate like my interest in, in my investment. How so are you I'm a wife type of person? You never been a wife. Well, I'm saying in <laughs> terms of ISIS. <laughs> I'm saying in terms of in relationship investment. Like I am an all in. I'm not like a dip your toe into this situation mm, and then maybe So how I'll soon is later. all in? How soon is all in, yeah? It depends on the connection. It it really depends on that emotional connection. D- okay. It really does. And so, yes, you're right. To that point, getting to the relations part of it takes longer. But if I'm going to do it, then I'd rather it be good. And I don't want to do it just to do it. I've been there, done that, gotten the t-shirt, and it's not enjoyable <laughs> to me. And to your point, guys, are, oh, guys, oh, it's easy to satisfy guys. That's that's the <laughs> easy part. <laughs> so in order I for think, me to enjoy it, I need to have an emotional connection. I think, I think um, many women or just many people have, um, you know, hesitation in general because of the whole in the past, you know, waiting till the third date or the 90 days or whatever, you know, society had out there. No, I don't the have a time. I don't have a time frame. I don't have a date. It really depends on the connection. That's it. And the connection can happen week one or it could happen month five. <laughs> so there's no like set time. But I think in general, I'll say, including myself, there have been times where I've wondered, like, oh, should you wait? Oh, should you not? Oh, the vibe is right. Oh, you know, like, you think about stuff like that because of the third date rule or 90 day rule or whatever. I don't know who you. comes up with that craziness. Um, well, I was watching Steve Girlfriends. Harvey. <laughs> and Steve <laughs> Harvey is not somebody you should be taking any type of relationship advice from. I, I like that advice. Book. I think that it's solid. Not Steve everything Harvey that he is... says. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. I'm not saying everything he says is right, but I'm saying that one piece 
it's not more so the day to it. I think it's more so getting back to what you were saying, figuring out the person, if there's a connection, the 90 day is just a place marker for that to say, don't be trying to hurry up and expect to figure that guy out in one week because you're just not going to know. So if you had to put a date on it, 90 days is something, if you're consistently seeing that person, you'll know enough about them to figure out if it's something that you want to do before you get emotionally attached if that's what you do whenever y'all have relations and that's so me. that's the part that I got from I, the book yeah that's me I'm not the no strings attached person I'm all the strings all the entire orchestra yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I the cello the viola the bassist <laughs> I absolutely stand by this 90 day rule. I think it's a good rule. I think it should be longer. It should be six months. Like, no, damn. Uh, no. <laughs> no. You need no, to know that you, we know, that you of, know. We are women of the 21st century. I also don't think liberated. it takes 90 days to figure out whether or not you have a connection with somebody. But it does, though. Let me tell you why. Because why oh, are some people go. just talking? Why are we like dating? Why are some people the 90 just talking? No, see, That's the like, fear talking, of the commitment. Be Mm-mm. dating and in a serious no, talking is a way for you to get all the benefits. Yes, no. and it's a way for you to get all the benefits of a relationship without any commitment. No, talking is a middle school term. I use dating as in people were talking I'm... in college. I said, but listen, listen, that's what I'm saying. It's a it's an immature term. I use dating when I'm going on dates with someone. Oh yeah, you know we've been we've dated or we're going on dates and we're dating, but. But See, that's some people what you use... thought. They may not have been thinking that exactly. y'all were dating, even no, though no, y'all no, went no. on dates. See, no, for me, dating does not mean relationship. Dating okay. means you're going on dates. So you're in this talking yeah, period, but somehow talking took over. And I just think talking is so much I more of like an immature talking, term. I think I agree. Talking is definitely an immature term. But I think it, to me, at least how I've seen it used, is it's a lot of benefits being reaped without commitment or expectations it's a lot of it's an easy way for somebody to say to basically like you said easily gaslight you and gas you up but also when things get too close for them to be like oh no no no, we're not in a relationship (laughs) we're doing all the relationship things yeah so that slides into one of my last questions is about entanglements like what's up with that entanglements as jada said situationships friends with benefits as we get to our 30s it's a no-go for me obviously. <laughs> you're also married sheila <laughs> even i'm not married but i am engaged but even if i wasn't it's an absolute no-go ain't nobody got time for that to be in a situationship it's see either you're in or you're out in mm. my opinion in my opinion, I'm either single or I'm taken. So even if I'm in a situationship, I'm still single unless I'm taken in a relationship. That's how I maneuver my life. There you go, Not be expecting exclusive. Don't don't expect exclusive rights when you know we are not together. We are not a couple. Let them know, I said. That mean, is how I feel about that. I mean, yeah, yeah. The again, it goes to the fact that I am not a good girlfriend. I'm not a good casual person because i don't know how to calibrate so like some people are very good with 
only caring about this person this limited amount because that's the space that you're in and that's probably the most sane sane way of doing things and it's probably the most appropriate way of doing things um but i know myself and i know that when i'm in i'm all in so entanglements aren't going to work because i'm only going to want you to be entangled me (laughs) so and like i'm catching while you're doing whatever i'm catching feelings and so like at the end of the day i gotta know what works best for me so the whole entanglement thing is a no but i think the will and jada situation is different like if i was in a marriage and i already had my primary partner then i don't really see an issue with if that's what you guys agree to i don't really see an issue with oh that's another podcast exactly that's another podcast yeah but i'm saying in that instance maybe because your primary needs are already taken care of but in terms of me my own personalness no um i need a relationship and commitment so yeah so let's talk about relationships and commitments as we wind down this year holidays are coming up some have already passed by how do we feel about that a holiday there's this really cute movie that came out on netflix and the premise of it is girl finds random guy and that he's the date for all holidays I am so for it if he is fine, like that guy is fine. <laughs> but um, really, that that really reminds me of like a city type of dating because they're able to be around each other around every holiday and do something fun. So it was also also before pre you know pre COVID. But I think it was such a cute idea. If you are not interested in a relationship at the moment, holidaying seems very fun, and. I was all for it. I'm not bringing you around my parents if it's not nothing serious. Especially <laughs> the way my the way my family is set up, I'm not bringing just any random person. Because number one, if you come into the Mebbin household, you better expect to be able to answer questions, be able to defend yourself to some point, to it's be able to interview. establish with my family it isn't <laughs> if i'm bringing some guy oh, like. if i'm bringing some guy oh best believe they're gonna be questions so you just better be prepared and like why even do that and my family is so i'm very close to my family i'm not just gonna bring any random i'm not even bringing somebody that i'm just dating at that point around my family unless we're in a relationship See, relationship that's when i'll bring your mom my family if I not think- then what, what what is the purpose you don't need to meet them I think it should have been, it seems like you haven't done that. I haven't really done that. I think Sheila has, but I wish it was more normal, like the norm to bring. To bring people you're dating? Yes. Cause then, cause then they're able to give you feedback on different people. Like, and it, and it's just a norm. I feel like a lot of people do that and it's not something I've done. Well, what I'm saying is, if we're dating, I haven't even decided if I really want to be with you yet. So, if I, you're dating, if you're in a relationship <laughs> at that point, if that's we're not, in a relationship, if we're in a relationship, yes. If if I'm just ca- dating somebody, if we're in, I think there's a phase, right? You don't go from meeting somebody to being a committed relationship. There's clearly a courting phase. If okay. we're just in the initial dating phases, then mm-hmm. no, I'm not. I'm not bringing you around my family. But if mm-hmm. I've determined, oh, I like this person, and because I like this person, I want to get my family's perspective, then I will. But at that stage, we have spent an exorbitant amount of time together. I have determined I like you. Now I want to see how you interact with my family. That's moving towards more of a moderate relationship. But like I'm saying, that beginning phase, the just figuring each other out, no, I don't know why. You don't need to be around my people like that. Mm. <laughs> 
guys. That's all we had time for. Oh, I know we can go on and on and on. Answer the question. <laughs> I understand that. We're gonna come back. Season two. You're gonna hear more of what we got to say. Um, I'll, I'll let y'all know. I probably wouldn't do the holiday thing because my family too would be like all up in the business. Like that kind of works more so for movies and you know, <laughs> like, how did y'all meet? How long have y'all been together? Blah 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 blah. What do you do? What like, church you go to? Where your parents from? <laughs> so probably not. But maybe I would have like dated during the holidays, but just like not brought them there. Like if I was sad or something for Valentine's Day, I don't know. Maybe that could have been a thing. But anyways, as we thought through all these things, dating, relationship, marriages, um, all before 30 and even after 30, I wanted to know what you guys' final thoughts are. At the end of each episode, I like to ask my special guests this uh, very special phrase, and I want you to fill in the blank. So before 30, I want to blank with my love relationships who wants to go how do you feel how about this before 30 i want to discover my love relationships i don't know if that plays into it okay good yeah you want to discover it it's part of the process okay anna (laughs) something insightful i hope (laughs) okay so before 30 does it have to be about somebody else no it can okay. be about yourself so yeah before 30 i want to um continue to really fall in love with myself and to continue to unpack and, and, and undress my own ish um because ultimately I, I, yeah i would love i'm open to, to to partners i'm open to you know finding that special someone but i know that i have some work to do for me first um, in order because I had to really ask myself if God placed the perfect man in front of you today are you even in the position to be a good do, are you in a position to be the type of partner that I would like to to have in return and some some parts of that yes some parts of that I can still work on so my commitment before 30 since that is coming faster than I'd like is to, to love, fall in love with myself and continue to unpack my own ish I'd like to say I'm looking forward to 30 and Anna doesn't seem to be as oh, she keeps saying I it's coming don't. faster I didn't say I didn't say it's coming faster than I would like yes because for professional reasons I thought I would be in a different place but it's that's also comes with loving yourself loving the stage that you are in you know you know accepting the process of growth and, and transformation but also appreciating and validating yourself along the way Absolutely. Thanks for those notes. And I would just like to leave with the send off that before 30, I want to strengthen my relationships and not just my love relationships, but also friendships and any kind of ships that I'm in. <laughs> All my family ships, like just everything. I want to strengthen and grow those. So yeah, that's pretty much all we have time for. I just want to thank you both again for doing this and jumping on and sharing your very candid and open thoughts. And this is a really great session. So until then, I will see you all later. Thanks for tuning in. Thank all you. Right. For Peace.